Trash. Trash. Welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is Nolan Gunther. At least that's how I think you say Gunther. I don't know. It's spelled weird. And I didn't bother to ask. Nolan is the host and creator of every podcast I Love is Dead, which you can find a link in the show notes. Go click on his link tree. It's in the show notes. Go follow him up on his Instagram and his Facebooks and all the good stuff. Nolan is also a broadcast DJ, a broadcast disc jockey, if you will. Uh, he has the voice of Smooth Silk. Uh, he just—he uh, has the voice that I wish I had. He just has this very deep, natural voice, which I have to uh, really work at. Look, hey, what's up? I feel like I sound like a girl trying to sound like a man. That's how that's how I feel like I sound. Like a girl's impression of a man, that's my voice. Uh, <laughs> that's how I feel about my voice. Uh, some people say it's an okay voice. I, um, I tend to disagree. But hey, we, we work with what we got, right, folks? Enough self-bad talk. All right, anyways. Nolan is coming up here shortly, but first go to RainaMystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com. Go check out what she's going on. She has a new single that's going to be dropping soon, and you're not going to want to miss it. She has her latest single out, which is Stew. It's a reggae jam, and she also streams on Twitch, which she is changing her schedule to, let's see, Monday through Thursday. Uh, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Central Time. She's just going to make it easy and breezy and call it a day. I don't blame her. I do not blame her. Make it easy for yourself. So she's going to start streaming four days a week uh, at twitch.tv slash randomistique. So go check her out. Give her a follow. Give her a subscription. Give her some love. You can also find We Speak English Good on Twitch. That's right. We go live every Monday at we'll see I'm gonna be changing it in June so we'll be live we'll be live Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time so um, stay tuned for that I'll let y'all know what's going on with the twitch live stream that's twitch.tv slash we speak English good and speaking of the stream we have a crazy week this week on the live stream we have this Thursday May 27th 2021 we have Scott Tornay of the electric, the, no, it's Scott Tornay of Electric Voodoo. Scott was one of the founding members of Grace Potter and the Nocturnals, which found a lot of success back in the early 2000s. And Scott has done it all. He, he's a wonderful guitarist, a great songwriter, and, and he uh, he's just he's uh, he's been through the ringer. He's been through the process of having a band, having finding success, 
playing on late night television, doing the whole thing. And, uh, you know, last time he was on the show, he couldn't really talk about it because he was in litigation with Grace Potter. So uh, I'm really interested in talking to Scott uh, about his um, about what's been going on and, you know, his experience with the Nocturnals as well. So tune in for that. We also have on Friday, we have the Graceful Bard, who is an amazing synth and uh, loop artist. She has a great voice and she has pointy ears. Very nice and a very nice person. She's a Twitch streamer and uh, she she's just, uh, I really enjoy what she does and I think you guys will like her as well. And then Sunday is the big band music stream, the live full band music stream featuring JT and the Conspiracy Spears. That's right. Uh, we're, we're getting the, the band back together, and we're doing a live full band stream. So do tune in, twitch.tv slash We Speak English Good. And then, of course, on Monday, we have uh, our, our live stream. One of our last Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Kelvin Thomas Music, who is an amazing uh, Twitch partner and singer. I mean, this dude has runs for days. And that will complete our May live stream schedule. So go and check it out, man. We got lots of cool stuff going on. And, and I swear, if you're not over there hanging out, you're missing out on so much content. If you like this show, if you like the audio side of this, you're missing out on so much content over on the live stream. So go do yourself a favor, sign up for Twitch, and come over and sub or, or just follow. It's whatever you want to do just come and hang out we love it over here we're we're, we're, ha we're having a good time and i hope you guys are enjoying what we're doing on the live stream as well if you guys are interested in showing any kind of monetary support to the show go to our threadless store and pick up one of our awesome wseg designs we got the wseg retro design designed by yours truly we got the pro wrestler woo, uh t-shirt you can go and get one of those as a popular emo on our page and then you can also go get the mad mike uh mean face cute emoji thing <laughs> i don't know go check it out it's awesome we got uh we got we got t-shirts we got accessories we got the whole thing go and get yourself some love uh you can also go like subscribe review like us on facebook instagram twitter tiktok discord snapchat flim flam bling bling bloom bloom all right i'm starting to make things up but you get the idea all the links are in the show notes you can also uh, subscribe to us on apple itunes you can subscribe or follow on spotify or anywhere you get your podcast you can subscribe on youtube and twitch you can also write a great review for the show if you're enjoying the show please leave us a five-star review write a review on our apple itunes or anywhere you can leave a review it's very helpful uh if you want to show free support that is an absolutely free thing you can do to support the show and it's very helpful and we'll read them on air you can write the show at we speak english good at gmail.com let us know what you're thinking how we're doing and uh i don't know whatever <laughs> whatever you want to say all right guys that's enough out of me this friday we have a surreal ramen it will be on the audio feed on the podcast feed so be on the lookout for that and of course we have all the live stream uh, events and special events going on so stay up to date on the twitch feed and uh, that's it let's get on over to our friend nolan gunta 
<laughs> I don't know why I decided. I just Gunta. I don't think that's how you say it. Maybe it's Gunther. Gunta. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Nolan. Uh, I love Nolan actually. Like uh, I've actually become pretty friendly with Nolan over these last few months, getting to know each other through doing each other's podcast. And, and, and just so you guys know, I, I was on Nolan's podcast, which you can find on WSEG. Uh, or I'm sorry, on the on my website under the press. Uh, uh, under press and you'll find the episode right there or you can just go to every podcast that love is dead and subscribe on apple itunes or anywhere you get your podcasts and and just follow along just follow that feed he's an amazing uh it's amazing music podcast and uh he just has a great voice again the voice it's all about the voice and the content of the show but mostly the voice but mostly the content of the show look it's time to move on, folks. Let's jump on over to our friend Nolan Gunther. I don't think I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Nolan. I'm sorry, I'm saying that stupidly. I really don't know how to say it. Someone said that I should, because because uh, I have a, the Ric Flair shirts, or I'm sorry, the pro wrestler shirts out uh, for sale, and and I'm trying to you know not get um, not get copyright infringement, so I'm calling it the pro wrestler woo design, and and I was like I gotta rename the emo, and someone said name him Nick Flair <laughs> instead of Ric Flair. I I was thinking maybe Nick Hair because Nick Flair is even a little too close, so. Anyways, what, what what should I name him, Nolan? Welcome to the show. What should I name my emote? Oh, I got put on the spot with that one, huh? Uh, every wrestler I love is dead. Hey! There it is. There it is. Out in the street. Oh my gosh. So, Nolan, you're a, you're you have a beautiful voice. Do you Thank sing? You. Do you sing or do you just do you just talk gracefully into mics? You know, the singing isn't as good as the talking, mm. so um, in my mind, I sound, I got like a Barry White thing going on. Nice. It does not translate. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Um, my, my voice is not worth a shit either uh, in the singing department. As you guys saw last night, it was just god awful, but you know, I do what I can. Uh, it was awesome. I, I tried to watch as much as I could. Oh, no worries, man. I, I appreciate you being there, and I appreciate you been hanging out and, uh, and you know, being saying things and, and being a part of this. Uh, it's It's been awesome. Uh, wh so what was the – what was it that sort of got you – because you're a broadcast DJ, and uh, how long have you been doing that? Um, off and on um, – well, I went to college way too long ago. Um, for radio, <laughs> I guess that dates me a little bit. When did I graduate? 2005. Huh. Um, so I went to school for radio, mm -hmm. um, which sounds odd, but, uh, <laughs> why? Because the, the medium is dying. Yeah. You know, I thought it was dying then. Uh, yeah. You know, but everyone says it's dying, but it just keeps coming. It's just stay, it's persistent, man. It keeps on going. It's evolved a little bit. I mean, 
um, satellite radio and, you know, HD radio and now mm-hmm. the world of Twitch and podcasting and all that certainly lends itself to broadcasters really well. Right. Um, but a lot of this stuff didn't exist uh, when I was going to school. Uh, we did everything on, on mini disc players and that sort of thing. Right. So um, I went to school for radio broadcasting. Um, I, I like the on-air stuff, mm. but I actually gravitated a little bit more towards production. I really like doing audio editing. Um, I love making commercials. I love doing, you know, different segments on artists and that sort of thing. So I kept that going for quite a bit after college. Uh, worked with some dance studios, did some some audio production there, um, some independent stuff here and there. But then I really kind of fell out of it. And it was the last year or so with a significant amount of change, the world being flipped on its head. Um, where I really kind of wanted to get back into it and, um, I'm home. Why not get back into something that I love? So, um, started doing some, some internet radio stuff, started the podcast. Um, those worlds have kind of merged and, and, and evolved quite a bit, but, um, that's a little bit of that journey. Yeah. Well, oh, um, sorry. I'm like trying to use my phone here. Yeah. Oh, anyways, uh, the, what what was it that sort of like what is it about editing like audio because i i kind of have that same thing where it's like um i for whatever reason like it seems mundane and it seems like you know it seems kind of silly but like for whatever reason i get so much satisfaction of, of of like let's just say putting together the podcast and and like just just having my intro and then finding the music and placing it and having the fades go in so it like perfectly fades into the next segment and and having background music and and having these these cuts where you know like cuz I'm trying to uh uh like cuz a lot of times I have to cut I cut out a lot of the show uh, like cypher deluxe or or like the games I cut that out of the audio because those are very visual and and I kind of want to make the stream have some stuff that's special, you know, so then sort of incentivize people to come over to the stream oh, and blast your ears out because, God damn it, I got I to gotta get my volumes under control. I blasted everybody's ears out last night and today, and it's in the YouTube video. God damn it. Got to do better quality control. Uh, but there, there's something really fun about putting together these different elements to create this whole and I'm just curious on like what what you like about it because, again, these these things are, are to to a lot of people probably seem mundane and and just kind of silly. But like for me, you're creating uh it, it's like it's like painting or anything else, you know, like to create a like my podcast over the years has very much turned into a. Um, I want it all to just flow. So I want this to fade out to the next thing. I want music to keep it going. I want like a, I want like a little like f- like two bar break between you know the the song and the the opening song and you know like there's just very specific things that I've I've that implemented over the years that I just really love and uh, I, I don't know so what what's your why do you like it uh, most people I know who who like oh, I fucking hate editing like my wife hates editing she thinks it's the worst so it's like <laughs> what is it about it that that you like about it. I think you touched on a lot of the points there. So, Oh, I'm glad I answered your question for you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Mike. You brought that all around. Um, 
for me, like I've always been a creative type of person. I love drawing. Um, I love painting. I love creating. I like making music, whatever it might be. But all of those things I'm okay at. When it comes to audio editing, when I can sit down, when I can, when I can take, you know, a two hour interview, um, cut it up, take out breathiness, take out ums and ahs, whatever it might be, add some music, give it some flair, edit a, a music bed so that it just syncs up at the right point. Mm. There's something so fulfilling about that. And, and you're right. Like you feel like an artist, you feel like you've just accomplished, you know, uh, the greatest painting of your life when you put that together. It's a really fulfilling moment. And I think that's why I gravitated towards that over the on-air stuff. As much as I love the on-air and I love voicing things, I'm thankful for having a bit of the voice and the ability to speak mainly so I can drive the podcast, so I can drive the the elements that live underneath that, so I can drive, um, you know, on air if I'm doing a sweep or something like that. I can do that piece. I don't have to hit up Fiverr and get a voice or mm. um, ask a friend to do it. Um, so really, that that's kind of the love of it for me, just being able to throw my headphones on, those quick keyboard shortcuts, there's just something so fulfilling about that when you can... <laughs> grab your, your spot, you can slice it, you can ma marry it back together and you get those things working so well. And you just feel like, I don't know, it's like a, a, a scene out of hackers or something like that. You just feel like you've got it all figured out. So, yeah. um, when, when I was in college, we were actually doing audio editing on a reel to reel. So we'd have to edit, uh, our instructor put together, um, like a 30 second bed and there was purposeful ums, Oz, sneeze, wheeze that was in there. So what we had to do was we had to take the audio reel, slice it with a razor blade, <laughs> tape it back together. So for those of you who've ever listened to music on a cassette, you've probably done something similar. Um, my, uh, my Smashing Pumpkins, Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness was essentially my preparation for college. That <laughs> tape was so scotch tape back together over the years. Um, but we did that my first year of college. And it's just like when you're going through high school and you're, you're like, why do I need this math? When am I ever going to use this? You're in your first year of, of radio and, and you're like, when am I ever going to use these skills I've learned to edit a reel to reel tape? Um, but they're like, no, we assure you there's going to be a station out there that uses this to date. I haven't found one, um, <laughs> but it's cool to be like, Hey, I've done that. Yeah. I know how to do it if, if it ever comes up. So. And it's like one of those things that are kind of like niche, like people really like that kind of th that thing, you know, that like, like me and my wife, we record our album completely on the tape and it was completely all analog and, and it got that sound that we were looking for. But um, but then he then he dumps it in the Pro Tools and edit it ed edits the the tape sound afterwards. So anybody who's out there like with a razor blade and scotch tape right now, well, fuck you. Like you're just doing it to yourself. But you know, like in props, you know, like great. You you can do that thing that no one does anymore. Wonderful. It's like learning Latin. Let's let's go. My major is in Latin. <laughs> I went to school for Latin. Uh, so it, it is it is it is it is cool to know. But I think it's one of those things that is just like you're just doing too much now. <laughs> it's like you're just doing too much. You know, like the act of recording on the tape is amazing. And like there, I'm not shitting on that. 
I'm shitting on the idea of editing said tape because you're, like you said, you know, you have your razor blade, you have your tape, you want to loop something, you have to literally physically loop it with a tape, and, and you know, and so it's like a very, it's just a very time consuming and just archaic way of working. Talk about a workflow killer. Have <laughs> the fucking, uh, I, I need a quick loop here. Okay, give me about an hour and a half and I'll have that to you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> There's a lot of purists though, right? There's a yes. lot of people who yes. who swear by the analog process. And you're right, like it sounds amazing. You get that hiss of the tape. Um, I love listening to vinyl. I love the, the, yeah, the hiss too. and the pop and those kind of sounds that come in there. But in this day and age when you've got endless tools at your fingertips that you could do an infinitely better job of. I think that that conversation for the purists kind of goes out the window. I mean, you can do a lot of things digitally mm. um, that you can't do in an analog environment anymore and, and, and don't need to do in an analog environment anymore. So um, I'm all for both formats, but I also uh, like the easy route as much as possible. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're not. Oh, thank you. Lovely. Thank you for the lyric. Appreciate it. Um, it, it, it's yeah. It, it, again, it, it's a cool thing to know, but like, what is it doing? It's, you know, but, but again, purist, uh, but, but you've never found a tape a studio with a tape in it and it feels like you went to a school that was like a little behind the time because I went to school the same time as you and our recording class was all digital workstations and like it was all pro tools and reason like 3.0 and this is back in 2003 and four so, you know, I went to school at the same time <laughs> and I went to a shitty community college. So <laughs> I don't know what's going on at your school. I'm not trying to shit on it. I'm not trying to shit on your degree or anything. I'm just saying. What did, I mean, so did you only learn on tape or were they also teaching you digital ways? Yeah, we also learned digital. So uh, funny story about, about the first year, they really kind of took us down this analog path. Everything was analog. We, we had tests with reel to reel. And I remember our first final, uh, on our first year, we had audio or, uh, CD carts. Remember those? They kind of look like eight yes. tracks, but they had the CD in them yes. and it was usually a single. Um, so we had three CD cart decks, um, and they just kind of threw everything at us. So we went into the booth. We had to have all of our breaks, uh, written down, ready to go. Because uh, there was no computer in there, um, and then we uh, we had whatever means we had. So we had a mini disc player that had some music on it. We had our three CD carts, and then they gave us a Steve Earle Copperhead Road uh, album. Hmm. It, it, it's probably been there since that that <laughs> song came out. Um, it was old. It had been used way too much. And what we had to do, put that on the, uh, on the turntable yet while you're playing your music off your CD cart, you're queuing it up and listening from the needle to hear where your song needs to start and when oh. you can, when you can talk to for your break and hit your post. So that was our first year final. We got into second year. We never touched any of that stuff. We had a full, um, automation system that we were able to use. We did all of our tracking digitally. Um, basically not a lot has changed from my second year to now, mm. um, in terms of like how we used a lot of those tools. And we were all just kind of reeling in our second year. Like, why did you make us do all that <laughs> stuff? And we never touched it again. 
again, but yeah. I get the concept behind it. So yeah, we used a lot of uh, digital in the second year and, and we were able to enter the studio a lot more, use the big mixing board, do all of our recording and um, editing digitally in there. So yeah. yeah, very cool way to learn the craft. Yeah, I think it's a cool way to learn the craft. Uh, you know, if, if we're back in 19 fucking 74, <laughs> Tammy, thank you so much for that host. I appreciate it. How are you, Tammy? Thank you. Uh, thank you for being here. I hope, uh, you're enjoying your day. Uh, yeah, those, those, uh, those, that, that old school, like, like to me, to me, that feels like whoever's in charge of the department, it was just a little behind in the times and, and, or they just, I just more and more I just find school unless you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer or or a physicist like I just more and more I'm looking at school like what a waste of time and money at this point in in America I should say in American schooling I mean I know like we're known for having great institutions here but when you look at how learning the history of the craft yeah yeah and that's fine and that's cool and I know I'm being kind of I know I'm being kind of dismissive here, but it's it's just to me, I'm finding more and more that these educational institutions are just really trying to make money and very little care goes into what's actually being taught because, you know, and I'm kind of talking out of my ass here considering that my education stops at community college, but... It, but when you look at how things are going and, and how people are having a hard times finding work, even after they have their degree in communications, uh, you know, like they, you know, they're still not able to find jobs. And, and I mean, especially now when we're in the middle of a pandemic and hopefully we're not in the middle. Hopefully we're towards the end. But you never know. Buenos Aires is going back into lockdown. So, um, you know, things can change at the drop of a dime. Anyways, that was my little like anti-college like what an asshole what an asshole i am <laughs> fuck you college <laughs> god anyways you're also a musician i I, uh, I know you downplay that a little but like y y you play music as well what it would where where does that start where does that where does that story begin well that story begins long time ago um it really started to kind of develop once I got into uh, into junior high and started hanging out with some buddies who shared like minds and, and similar interests and were all kind of picking up instruments at the same time. Um, we, I really kind of played with the core group of guys all throughout the, the grade school years, a um, little bit into the, the beginning of college. And what do you play? periodic, sorry? What do you play in what instrument? Uh, I'm playing guitar. So I, I, I dabbled in everything. You know, I like to play, um, we would kind of trade instruments on, uh, in rehearsals and try and translate that to the stage. Um, you know, playing bass, playing guitar, um, backup vocals wherever I could. Um, so I started learning guitar in, I guess the seventh grade. Um, I had a buddy who, whose parents were going through a split and, uh, I think to make things easier on him, they bought him a Fender Stratocaster and, and a, an amp and spent like two grand on the kid. Oh, shit. Um, and he had no idea what he was doing. <laughs> but I was like, man, I love that. I want that. So yeah. I ended up replicating that with the most knockoff guitar that you can. You know, when you walk into a music store, um, they've got those 
they've got all their beautiful guitars. They've got their Gibsons up there. They've got, you know, their, their fenders hanging on the wall. And then you kind of gravitate towards like the discount bin. Uh, <laughs> and there's a $125 guitar hanging yeah. there. And you're like, well, that one looks like that yeah. one over there. Um, is this a Stratocaster? And they're like, no, no. no. <laughs> um, but that's the one I got. Yeah. Of course. Uh, and started to learn on that. And it, it was basement jam sessions and that sort of thing. And, and we played all through, through high school. And like I said, into a little bit of the beginning of college. And, and I think we all had larger aspirations than talent. Uh, <laughs> not, to, not to downplay the rest of the band. I mean, uh, we had some, some good players in there and, and I think we could have made something of it, but that's where life kind of kicks in. And, and, you know, everybody had met girls at that point or drugs. Um, <laughs> girls and drugs. <laughs> so some of, of us went the way of the girls. Some of us <laughs> went the way of the drugs. Um, but uh, yeah, it never, never really panned out. And I think like with, <clears throat> with coaching, uh, mm -hmm. and I've done that too, so I'm not going to dismiss coaching, but a lot of coaches get to where they are because maybe they're, career playing wasn't as successful. And I think the marriage of, of my interest in music, my interest in love of music, my interest in, in theater and performing and my lack of interest in anything scientific or mathematical, uh, really pushed me in that direction of like, well, radio seems like a great place to be. Um, yeah. And, and you know, I, I pick up the guitar. I, I, I think I'm better now than I was then. I'd like to think I am. My mental retention for some of it, though, like, I can't sit down and play a song that I wrote 10 years ago. Mm. I have to listen to it and like, oh, what did I do there? How did I do that? Um, so I can't retain, I can't retain music like I used to. Mm. Um, and then since I started podcasting, I have played maybe a handful of times. I haven't, haven't really picked up the guitar much lately, but, uh, I, I've brought it closer. It's closer to me now. So if, if I need a break, it's, it's, you know, right outside my black box and I can <laughs> take a little bit of a mental break and then go, well, that sucks. I'm going to go edit some audio. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then is music sort of a, uh, a release for you then, uh, for you personally? Yeah, it really is. It, it's always been a release, whether it's been playing it, whether it's been listening to it, whether it's been, you know, just experiencing it, that is my outlet. I mean, there's, you know, my kids and my family and then music in terms of, of importance. Um, not even you know, yourself. Not even myself. Music I'll over put me. myself like, like fifth, <laughs> fifth or sixth down the line. <laughs> yeah. The... Well, I, and I get that. I, I get that a lot too, man. Like the people that I started playing with when I was a kid, you know, I don't even talk. I don't even know where those people are anymore. You know, like I don't even know what that is anymore. But I, I get it, man. I get it. I get that idea of like, you know, it, it's it's just it didn't it didn't hold your attention like that. And it's just like it's really it's just like you love music and you want to play it, but it's just. You know, like players, they they vary on a spectrum. They they come in all shapes and sizes and skill levels, and and it, it's 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 really weird when like really good musicians shit on like musicians who are who are like not as experienced as them because it's not that musicians are shitty, it's just that the lack of experience and uh, it, well, some musicians can be shitty. <laughs> like some musicians, I've no, I knew this kid, he died. 
Good riddance. Um, he uh, he he died. No, that has nothing to do. He had played the guitar for at least fifteen or sixteen years, and this dude still couldn't like do bar chords. Still couldn't do all these things, and he would just be like, "Yeah, man, I've been playing for like fifteen years." And then you'd hear him talking to people, and it's just it's like, "Bro, you should hang this up." If you think that this is like what good is, then you're not. This is, I don't think this is meant for you. And it obviously wasn't, uh, but n not because he's dead, but because he he just never did anything with it, you know? Like, it was just one of those things. I just think that the magnetism of music and art, I mean, it's just, it, it just it's, it's going to grab you however it grabs you. And it just depends on who you are and how receptive you are to it. And if you're not that drawn to it, then it's definitely a profession that you should get the fuck out of real quick because it's a fucking trip, you know, like, this music business is nuts, like, it's, I've never been a part of any kind of work that's like this, you know, like, it's just gypsies, and, and, and travel, traveling gypsies, and fucking, and, and hucksters, and charlatans, and, and people who want to be musicians, but, or just glomming on because they want to be musicians, and they just, but they don't have the talent to back it up, so they're just, you know, it's just such a weird, place to try to be creative the business side of things and it's just it's it's just it, it could be it could be a uh, devastating some and for some some people just like the abuse like myself so it's <laughs> you know some people are just fools and keep chasing uh some people figure out that there's other things in life like 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 nolan and and you went to school and completed school i might add <laughs> which i did not uh so so then so then what was like what what was your like when you when you graduated high school and you were going into broadcasting? Oh, by the way, I will come back. Let's circle back to that. When you do you edit you edit out your ums and hmms and and breaths and stuff or like not how deep do you them. go into um, it? How do you Yeah, deep? not all of them. I try and make sure that it it stays natural. Mm -hmm. I don't want to cut up too much. Right. Um especially with a guest, you know, I want them to come across as natural, definitely long pauses or moments of silence or anything like that will cut out of there. But, um, I don't go too crazy with it. Mm -hmm. Back in college, that was, that was something that it was like, you needed to, to do. You couldn't have anything that had any sort of vocal, you know, disturbance in it or anything like that. It was, had to be a clean product. So they really instilled on in us from an early uh, early point that, you know, it had to be perfect. Mm -hmm. I now realize like the world of podcasting, there's a lot of good podcasts out there without hosts that are trained, educated. They just, they're good conversationalists right. and people can kind of forgive any of those pieces in the background for a good conversation, for, for something interesting and mm -hmm. compelling. So I think there's, there's a lot more space uh, in podcasting to be natural and to be yourself and to have a less polished product. But I think where there's opportunity to be polished, I love it. You know, right. any kind of production elements to throw in there, music, um, just things that keep it interesting and keep it going rather than straight voice for however long it might be. Right. Yeah, I, 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 I'm with that. And it, that is what was really cool about the podcasting world is that it opened it up. And there were some bad things that happened too, but, the, but it opened up 
it will took away the gatekeepers to broadcasting and 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 getting your message out however you need to and they <clears throat> and and I don't I, like for, for I don't know why my show grow has been growing and still growing because since the beginning, I haven't really put that much effort into editing out any of the ums or hums or anything. Like, I'll edit things out that people want edited out, and then I'll edit stuff out if I say something really, really stupid and egregious. Um, I have done that before. and um, But other than that, I keep it very, very pure to the conversation and what's happening in that space. Now that we're on Twitch there's more opportunity for me to sort of go in and take things out that I don't want because there's certain aspects of the show that don't make sense in an audio setting. So, uh, yeah, I've been having to put that more work into it, but I was curious on just how much you went in to edit it because you have a very, your podcast sounds great. And everybody, if you guys don't know, uh, because you are real, you are not fake in my opinion. Oh, well, thank you, Tammy. Uh, (laughs) I try to be real. I, I'm so real, I'm telling Nolan before we go live, I have to go take a chicken wing poop. I'll be right back. <laughs> that's how <laughs> real that shit happened. <laughs> that's how real shit gets over here. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and I forgot what I was gonna type. Oh well, it is fucking in any case, it, the, the the that's what's beautiful about this this forum, this this medium is that it doesn't have to be pure, perfect, and people can uh, put out things like when Jordan Peterson came first came back. I know Canada, Canada, Canada's hero, uh, their their crown prince, uh, uh, Jordan Peterson. When he came back from his um, break, I guess he got addicted to drugs, and he he stopped doing podcasts for a while. When he first came back. The first podcasts were like barely audible, but like the fact that he was back, like people were downloading like crazy people. I mean, people love Jordan Peterson and they don't care if he's like screaming off the side of a fucking building, you know, like however he's talking, people want to hear it. And, and, you know, like it's just it could be the worst sounding thing, which it was. And I'm just like, well, how is my podcast sounding better than Jordan Peterson's podcast? Well, it's because fucking he was just doing his thing, you know, and and you're, he's not a broadcaster. He's a speaker, but he was able to sort of take his ideas and, and the way he talks and turn it into something really interesting that people want to hear. And, and 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 people will forgive that the the shitty sound and, and which I did. I, I sat there and listened to the whole fucking thing because I wanted to hear him talk to God. Who was it? it was some British dude, some British conservative dude i can't remember his name but anyways he it's just um it, it's just really cool pot, uh medium i feel like to to really express yourself fully and uh and get things out uh i really like what you do because you kind of treat it like you, you oh, not like a radio show but like kind of like a radio show almost like you have your you have your intro and then you'll do music news and you got like different segments that I really enjoy it, and that's that level of production you're kind of talking about of of you know adding in these different elements to sort of make it a little bit more, a little more entertaining, a little bit more exciting. Anything to sort of bring it up. What what was sort of the idea of your podcast when you go in, when you went into it? Like what what was the vision going into it? And then has it changed or is it morphing? Yeah. Um... I'd love to say I had this, you know, bold strategy when I, when I started doing it, but it was literally, I'm going to get a mic 
and I'm going to talk about music. And and I'm a big metal guy. I love metal. I love punk. I love rock, and and I love a lot of other genres. But I wanted to to pay a little homage to to where I love to hang out in that world. And um, when the podcast started, it literally was like 12, 15 minutes. It was it, quick hits. Here's your rock news. I would do new releases, and I'd do live stream shows because that's the world that we live in. Mm. Um, and my mentality for it was the thing I miss the most is live music right now. So if there's a way to communicate if bands are doing a live stream, if they have new albums, if there's news about them, there's not a lot of rock news right now because the <laughs> world is kind of quiet. However, just before we got on here, Mudvayne announced that they're reuniting and I am stoked about that. Mudvayne. Uh, so hey. that's going to be awesome. That's the big news this year for sure. Hey, um, <laughs> coming to a podcast near you. Coming to a podcast near you, that will definitely appear on Thursday's uh, new music news. So um, really that's kind of where, where it kind of, kicked off from. Um, I was trying to get my feet underneath me in terms of understanding how to put together a podcast, how to distribute a podcast, how to market a podcast. And while that was all going on, I was also getting better and better and starting to book guests. Mm. And uh, I think guests are really where the show transformed um, for the better because I started getting some really amazing guests on the show pretty early on and there's that moment of imposter syndrome where you're like I'm not worthy this is just a tiny little basement hobby of mine um I'm I'm a nobody why would these guests want to come on my show but you really start to realize that this world um and maybe the pandemic world helps a bit is everybody feels like they're in this together and without that being that cliche, we're all in this together. It's like if we can promote other musicians, other creators, other artists, um, and, and vice versa, we're all going to get out of this hopefully okay. Maybe not better than we were going into it, but hopefully okay enough that we can get our bearings, get back to it. I can go see a freaking concert soon because I'm dying. <laughs> um, so that's really where the show transformed. Now, um, fundamentally it's still what it started out being. I, I still definitely favor metal and, and, and rock news, but we've had some guests on there. Um, you know, we've had rappers on there. We've had, you know, wonky tonk was on there. So, uh, a bit of that folk flair. We've had some metal guys on there. Um, but it's, and then now, you know, you were on there. I had EBX Aaron on there. Um, we've had a really wide breadth of, um, of people coming on there that's actually expanded my musical taste. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't want to say I was an elitist. That metal world is really kind of a difficult place to live in because it's like, if I listen to death metal, I only listen to death metal and that's all I listen to. And I don't listen to anything else. I've never been like that. Um, there's 9 million types of different metal that, you know, I can enjoy. Um, but I also want to listen to, you know, nineties grunge and I want to listen to some reggae and I want to listen to, you know, some old school hip hop and that sort of thing. I keep it diverse, but this, this show has really helped me look a, a lot beyond my boundaries of where I would normally stop and enjoy things that I previously might've turned my nose up at. So I've changed 
hosting the podcast. I do think that I'm sort of on the, the bubble of, of the next evolution for the podcast. Um, once this season is over and I, and what I did, I, the first season ended up being three episodes. Uh, I stopped it at the end of, of 2020 and said, you know what, screw it. 2020 is behind us. Let's start 2021 on the right note. And we started a new, new season, whatever that means. I mean, it's all, <laughs> It's all just a, a continuation of episodes at this point, but um, I love TV, so maybe I'm like, oh, you know, I like, like I like season, season things too. Yeah, that's yeah, fun. it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. But yeah, I feel like there's maybe an evolution on on the horizon where we kind of explore more than just this rock world. Um, I don't want to go too far outside of that realm because if I start talking about contemporary rap, I am just talking out of my ass. I have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, I don't enjoy the majority of pop music, um, so that wouldn't really go very well. But there's a lot of rock-adjacent stuff out there that maybe isn't getting the love that it should. And, and you know, if we can introduce somebody to a new artist every week that maybe they didn't listen to before, um, regardless of the genre – um, that's only going to help their tastes and help that artist, you know, once they go stream that artist a million times and they get a little bit of revenue from it, help them get back to, to form. But, um, yeah, that, that's kind of the, where we're at in the evolution of that podcast. That's why, that's another thing I love about podcasts is that you're so free to sort of just play with it. You're, you're free, like. I remember going into the podcast and I remember saying to to the guy that I started it with, like, I, I want the show to be malleable. I want it to be something that can change with with us, with me, whatever it is. I want it to be able to change with with my environment. And it was really uh <laughs> God damn. Damn you damn. <laughs> uh but uh, well, buy some followers. I'll, we can go 50-50. Yeah, yeah, bigfollows.com. Get yourself some <laughs> here at uh, We Speak English Good TV. Hey! Uh, no, but it, but like with my podcast, for instance, I've been able to have different eras. I think we talked about this on your show. I, t- I did so many. But like we have different er- – I have different eras of the show where it's like, you know, I have my San Diego uh, studio set up, which was awesome, and that's what kicked everything off. And I had amazing, incredible um, – musicians come through that studio and then and then I had sort of the van life experience moving from San Diego to Ohio and then and then the Ohio years and then now the Twitch years and so like this it's like it's just the most it's the best medium for someone like me for from some for some ADHD asshole like me because it's it's very hard for me to stay entertained with what I'm doing if it doesn't yes I want to Right, I don't. I mean, hold on. I'm gonna do it. Let me see if I can do it. Actually, lower the band hammer. Yeah, because uh, I've been I've been saying to Ray, I don't know how to do it, but I do know how to do it. I think. Hey, there you are. He's out. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Moving Dutchman wants to be famous. Come on. Um, the yeah. So what's been great about it? for me is just the fact that I can change and it, it, it seems like it's working out for you as well in that aspect where it can sort of just change with how you're feeling, how, what you want to go. Like, like you're saying that you, you, you know, there's sort of an evolution happening and it's helping you. Hey Leon, what's up buddy? Good to see you. It's sort of helping you. Um, it's sort of helping you, um, uh, uh, um, 
it's sort of helping you expand your own taste. And, and, and that's one thing too, that was really cool about this is that I, I didn't have much experience interviewing and my, my, uh, speaking to other people's skills were garbage. And so what this, this whole thing did was it, it, it forced me to solidify ideas and solidify beliefs and solidify what I'm actually coming from because I have a whole five, five Jesus, it's been like seven years now. I have a whole seven years of backlog that that I feel is pretty consistent in the in what I'm saying about the world. Now I'm evolving. I say stupid stuff. I've said stupid stuff on the show. I've said awful things on the show that I wish that I wouldn't have said on the show. But it's all part of this journey. It's all part of this bigger picture that I just absolutely love. And I have listeners who's been listening since since the beginning of the show. And so it's just so weird. You know, it's just such a weird thing. And that these people just keep following wherever it goes, wherever the show, wherever I'm taking it. And I don't know, like it's it's made me want to make sure what I'm saying, and especially when I'm speaking about things that are a little more you know, beyond just music and, you know, process and shit, you, when we're getting into the weeds, when we're getting into the political s- sphere, when we're getting into social issues, it's like, it forced me to make sure that I, I that I'm not, I'm not everyone's going to agree with me and that's fine. I don't care, but I want to make sure at least that I'm consistently and, and I'm staying true to what I want to say and how I want to present it. And it, thank you, Mermaid Serenade. I appreciate that 100 biddies coming in strong. I hope you're doing well, everybody. You know, the Leon Lounge uh, is also a podcaster. And um, I'm going to go ahead and give a shout out to the Leon Lounge. Boop. And Mermaid Serenade is an amazing artist who I think is a very nice person as well. So, oh, Rain already got you. You know what? Twice as nice. There it is. Yeah. So it, it, it's it, it's something that makes you... It, it's sort of formed um, not a personality because it's not like I, I was going through life without personality. Dex, thank you so much for that sub, buddy. Thank you so much. This is for you. Hold on. This one is for you. Where is it? Oh, here it is. Here it is. This is for you. Uh, this is my new thank you for everyone. Uh, hello and welcome to We Speak English Good TV. <laughs> I'm your announcer, Seth Rogen. Uh, now, everyone, put your doobies in the air or your hands together, <laughs> whichever you prefer, uh, for your host, uh, Mike E.P. Yay! Hello and welcome to We Speak English Good TV. I'm your announcer, Jean-Claude Van Damme. There you go. There you go, buddy. Thank you, Jean-Claude. Thank you, Seth Rogen. I appreciate that uh, little... Uh snippet that you sent in for me and thank you dex for uh coming on board and 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 taking the leap taking the leap (laughs) thanks for coming through last night as well it was really fun and i sent your your package out this morning it'll be getting there whenever it gets there (laughs) um uh, and then here's the fun part about this where were we um, we were talking about how the show solidifies ideas and it makes you, so have you found that as well? Like when you're talking to people, cause I know you don't necessarily go f- for, you like to keep it music and, and where we were talking, I know we, I mean, from the, I've only listened to a few of your episodes, but you know, like you like to keep, 
keep it on music and you, you keep on task and stuff. Whereas I know when I came on, it was just like, we're going everywhere because I, I just feel like I just railroad people into that. So, <laughs> um, but, it, but, but have you found that it sort of has, has made you, you know, um, I guess solidify ideas. I mean, not necessarily solidify ideas, but at least really focus in on what you're saying. I mean, and plus you have, uh, obviously you have experience with being on air and broadcasting. So you have lots of training in the, in not just saying stupid things <laughs> into a microphone, but with, with the idea of a podcast where you, you're sort of unhinged and you don't have these parameters that you do on broadcast radio, uh, you know, people tend to say, get wild, you know, people will say really dumb shit. I've had guests say really dumb shit that I had to edit out, you know, the stuff that I just don't want going out there in general. Um, has that happened to you? Have you found yourself sort of solidifying ideas and, and sort of, uh, you know, like sort of getting a better understanding of, of yourself and how you operate as an interviewer? And have you had uh, interview experience before the podcast? So on the on the first part, I, I think it's helped a little bit with with solidifying some ideas. I do the generally I kind of set the table with a lot of the guests of like no politics. Like mm -hmm. I don't want to get into it. The world's too divided right now, right. and it's come up a little bit from time to time. But thankfully, opinions haven't really surfaced too much. Um, I did have have one particular guest, and it was a great interview. And then towards the end of the interview, they uh, they mentioned something about you know, the flat earth conspiracy and that sort of thing and how they wanted to get into that. And his wife's in the background, like, don't do it. Don't do it. So I actually ended up just cutting it out of there. Not that I wanted to silence his opinion, but it didn't mm -hmm. serve the interview in any way, shape or form. Yeah. Um, and I know he was doing it. Uh, he was a little bit of a troll. So, yeah. um, that was the only time where I felt like, okay, I'm going to cut a little bit out. And I did actually have some turmoil about that and it wasn't even a big deal. Um, <laughs> thankfully most of my guests have been like, most of them have, an upcoming project or something that they want to want to promote mm. or, or um, something that's recently come out. So we've kept it fairly on topic. I think one thing I'd like to do more of is allow more to kind of come out, um, more of that, that personality, whether from myself or from my guests, to just kind of feel comfortable mm. doing their thing. Um, tying it into, into the interviewing, um, I have a day job. So in my day job, uh, for the last 15 years, uh, I've been responsible for a lot of interviewing and bringing people on board and recruiting the right kinds of people. So interview experience in a professional environment actually lends itself pretty well, um, to interviewing artists and that sort of thing. And it, it helps you come across a little bit more professional. Um, if that's important, <laughs> I think sometimes maybe I am maybe a little bit too, too rigid with that and, and don't allow, um, some of that free thinking to, to come out. So I want to make sure that that, that guard comes down in those interviews. Um, but, but I've used a lot of that professional interviewing experience to, to kind of bring it in and have that go a little bit more naturally. I've stopped writing down, ask this question, ask this question. I've got some ideas and, and points, uh, in my show notes over to the side, but really kind of like, where do you want to take this? What do you want to talk about? How do we get there? And, and musicians love talking about music. They love talking about their music. 
music, other people's music, their influences, um, how they make that sound, uh, what equipment they use. So there's a ton of material that's there, but sometimes when a little bit of that, like, well, here's some turmoil that the band had, Mm -hmm. or here's a time that we disagreed on a song and, and how we brought that back. That stuff can make really interesting stories. So um, hopefully the guard comes down as we talk and it it usually gets there. Mm. Um, But I really want to kind of go more that direction where where people can really just open up and uh, maybe not an Oprah style interview where they're crying on the other side. (laughs) I don't want to get that deep on this stuff, but um, make sure that they feel like they can, they can let their personality out a little bit too. Yeah. Dude, the crying stuff is is always fun and it's always gold. Like crying, you want crying, you want tears. Tears are gold. Um, <laughs> tears sell. Tears. <laughs> that's right, baby. Tears sell. Uh, I I I I love that. I love that you're trying to go into that more of a free form kind of thing. I, it's the only way because at the beginning of my podcasting career, I, I was the same way, and I still do that. Actually, I still. If I have ideas on like where I want to go with a guest or if I have ideas on, you know, if, if I'm like doing research, I, I love it when guests have like a big online footprint because you can just sort of go in and like really dig in and, and do. And that's a really fun part for me as well of this whole thing is, is, is researching and watching the videos, listening to the music, watching the interviews, you know, watching performances, watching like just reading articles. Like it's just very fun for me. But it, but it is like, um, oh shit! What were we just saying? What were we talking about? I'm sorry. <laughs> Being able to to kind of bring down those walls, let it have free flowing. Thank you. <laughs> That's the problem with free flowing. It just flows right the fuck out of your head. <laughs> yeah, but like at the beginning of the of my of my experiences, like I would have like all these questions, and it would just be like you know this very monotonous back and forth type thing. Whereas now it's very, if I even write any notes down, now it's like notes for my intros, but but now it's just like, I'll just have different ideas that's like, or, or topics or something. And, and like, while we're talking as well, I write shit down as well. So like you were saying stuff and, and I missed it and we had to go back, but talking about editing ums out. And so I just wrote edit ums. And then, like, experience interviewing. And I'll just write that down really quickly. And just so when I look back, boom, you know, and when, when a topic sort of runs its course, I'll just sort of look over and be like, oh, yeah, that thing. And then it'll just keep going. It's, it's a machine now, but it's just it, you, you learn how to sort of work with yourself as, a, as someone interviewing. But the, that side of you. So, so you interview people for like, uh, to, for uh, like work for like yeah just, just regular work. It's not like art or anything like that. It's not art related. It's no. just, okay, cool. No, I'm just curious. I'm just curious because I, I do see that too. Cause there's different, I've, <clears throat> there's different ways to get better at, 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 let's just say interviewing, you know, there's different ways to get better at something that isn't directly involved with, doing the act of doing it you know like like you interview people and those skills that you've learned it's not like you sit there and you ask them like you know like uh uh what's some like basic ass interview questions is like what's your biggest (laughs) weakness yeah you know like that i work too hard you know it's like i mean outside of those cookie cutter questions it kind of helps you i could see how it could help you sort of navigate through you know meeting someone new and and, 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 you know, trying to get to the crux of a personality. 
Hey gang, I want to tell you about an amazing company I've been working with for the last three months, Podcorn.com. Podcorn has taken my podcast from a passion project to a viable income. Even when Podcorn isn't sponsoring an episode, I talk about Podcorn. When I'm on other people's podcasts, I talk about Podcorn. When I'm talking to my podcasting friends, I'm telling them all about Podcorn. I'm telling you, it's all about Podcorn. Podcorn. Podcorn is a marketplace connecting podcasters to amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities such as host read ads, interview segments, topical discussions, and more. With Podcorn, there is no middleman. Podcasters of all sizes can browse and choose opportunities right on the platform, set their own rates, and collaborate with brands directly without any exclusivities. You never give up any rights to your podcast, and Podcorn is here to support you at every step and ensure you're protected and compensated for the work you do for brands. The Marketplace mission is to give podcasters transparency, creative freedom, and full control of how and when we monetize. Click the link in my show notes to sign up to Podcorn and start making money off of your passion project today. Podcorn.com. Now back to the show. What do you look for when you are hiring, when you're doing interviews and stuff? What are you looking for? What are the things that you're looking for? What are the red flags you're looking for? Um, For me, I've spent so long in a leadership type role and I want to have people on my team, obviously who are skilled, who can do what they need to do to get the job done. But Mm -hmm. God, it's got to be in your mind to be like, I got to sit down with this person and have a conversation with them at least once a week. Can I enjoy it? Can we go get a coffee? Can we have a good conversation? Mm -hmm. Um, Will they tell me more than just like, oh, I push the buttons and make the work. Right. it's pretty easy to tell right away if you can hit it off with somebody and and have a good conversation and and know that there's going to be a relationship that you can build there. Because I really do find that building that personal relationship and learning about somebody and understanding what they enjoy and what they do beyond work, what is your identity outside of these four walls, um, really helps people feel like they belong and like they're important in their role. so some red flags, honestly, one of those, those ones is the lack of, of balance. I mean, if, if all you want to do is, is work all day long and, and never take a break and you're going to work through your lunch and you're going to work four hours of overtime every day and you've got nothing better to do, it's a bit of a red flag. It's going to lead to burnout for sure. Yeah. Um, when it comes to, to, to that kind of thing, but yeah, really just kind of looking for, for good fits and, and good people and, and th- the genuine nature of people comes out pretty, pretty early on. Even if, if people want to wear a mask and hide behind, you know, whatever, whatever veil they want to put in front of you, it's pretty easy to see through that once you've done enough of them. Um, but there's always interview ninjas. Those are the people who, (laughs) man, they come in, they kill that interview. You think they're going to just rock it. And then it does not work out <laughs> like you hoped. <laughs> Those are the interview ninjas. They're so good at this. Well, they talking about good fits. You know, it's like because uh, you can. Oh, hey. Oh, okay. I see. <laughs> I see where you're going with there. <laughs> Moving touch fit. Uh, give me one second. Let, let me finish this thought if I can remember it. Uh, that 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 ninja aspect 
um, it, that that's really weird, right? Because it's like somebody who went and and like they learned how to be, you know, how to come off as useful and competent, but that's where it stopped, right? Like that's where they stopped learning. It's like if only I can put on the veneer, if only I could put on the mask, and then once I get the position, just shit it, you know, just shit the bed on it. <laughs> Totally. What? How did? How? Oh God! How does? How does that? How do? How does that get past? Like, how do you get past that? Like, how do you? I mean, I know there's just some people out there who are just liars and they're great at it. It's, I mean, actors, right? Um, yeah. But they, it, it's. It, it, I mean, like, how do you? Uh, I, I don't even know how to ask that. It's like, how do you? How do you weed that out? How can you weed that out? I mean, like, what? What is it? What are like some early signs after the hiring process that sort of cue you in that this person is just like was full of shit? <laughs> um, listening to your other team members' input uh-huh. is usually really good. I like to involve you know my team as much as possible when we do interviews, anyways, uh-huh. just to kind of do that initial screening. Also, it's a bit of like, hey, if I screw this up. These guys helped, um, so you can't complain about it. <laughs> it's like if you can't, if you don't vote, you can't complain. Um, but yeah, your team will be the first group to tell you if if this person was just blowing smoke or not. Yeah. Um, but there's going to be other things that come out too. I mean, stuff that they mentioned that they knew how to do that all of a sudden they don't know how to do or they need yes. a lot of hand holding on. Um, I am definitely one of those people where it's like skills can be taught, mm-hmm. um, so you don't need to come in here knowing how to do everything we can help you out with that but knowing how to do some stuff knowing how to do the fundamentals is important um so that helps weed it out fairly quick um and you have to call it out in the moment i mean a lot of people i think are afraid to address challenges and concerns and and issues because they don't want to hurt people's feelings they don't want to be you know i don't want to be perceived as not a nice guy or whatever it might be if you call it out early enough Um, and in the moment you can correct it because a lot of folks don't know what they don't know. And maybe they think they're doing a great job. Um, but they're, they're so far off. So if you let it go, it just kind of reinforces their mind that they're doing a great job. Nobody's told them otherwise. So, um, that's kind of my approach, my approach to it. Sometimes you just have to admit to yourself, like I screwed this one up big time and cut your losses and, and try again next time. Uh, and then use that as a learning experience too. But there's some, some people who are just so good at it that they're going to get going to going to get through Mm. at least when it comes to artist interviews and that sort of thing. If somebody knows how to talk and and how to, even if they are blowing smoke a little bit, it can still make a pretty interesting interview. Um, but in, in a job world and in when you're applying for something, you can see through it pretty quick. It's like, yeah, well, if you're applying for a job, know how to kind of do the job. <laughs> yeah, you, right. Seems important. Do you think that do you, do you think that people consider you a, a good leader, a good boss? Do you are you well regarded, or do, are do you think that people are just like fuck that guy? <laughs> <laughs> I think it depends on the day, man. I, <laughs> yeah, you know, there's certain people that. You know, I pride myself. I, I generally get along with everybody. I, I'm a, I think I'm a good conversationalist. And, mm, um, you are. I try to be real as much as I can. Um, but there's just certain people that you don't gel with in life. And yeah. I've come across that 
a couple times in my life where it's like this person and I, we just butt heads and we're never going to see eye to eye. And it gets so contentious so quick. And then you kind of get wrapped up into that. Yeah. Because in, in my mind, I'm like, they like me. Why don't you like me? <laughs> um, and then you have to start going down like a performance management route. And, and then it's like, well, it's obvious why you don't like me because I'm starting the process of your termination. <laughs> um, so you can't, you can't win them all. Yeah. Um, but I think generally I, I've, I've still got people that, you know, reported to me, were on my team years ago that I stay in touch with, that will still reach out, that, um, you know, we've got the LinkedIn stuff going on, whatever it might be. Um, and I've had really good relationships with, with people and, and seeing people, you know, somebody I'm really proud of was somebody that I kind of mentored into a leadership position. Um, and when I left my last company, they kind of moved into the position I was in. So Mm. seeing stuff like that makes you really proud. Um, so there's been a lot more of that than the, the contentious ones, but for some (laughs) reason it's like the bad reviews. They always stick out for you. Even if there's a couple of them, those are the ones that I'm like, what went wrong? What did I mess up here? (laughs) And then then you sort of rationalize it. It's like, no, it's them. It's it's definitely them. (laughs) It's the, yeah, I, and that's that's just yeah. Sometimes it's just them, and yeah. Okay, so Baby Yoda is is coming up on us, and and um, I I, I want to come kind of come back to this, but Baby Yoda, I need to summon you. Baby Yoda, are you there? Baby Yoda, yeah. Baby Yoda, how you doing? Oh, there you are. How you doing today, Baby Yoda? How you doing today, Baby Yoda? How are you? All right. Well, Baby Yoda, you're very good. Good. Oh, he's good. He's good. Baby Yoda. Do you have a question for our guest today, Nolan Gwenther? Gunther. Nolan Gwenther? We speak English good. (laughs) What's your question? How old are you? <laughs> I'm 35. 35. Much younger than Baby Yoda. Yeah, Baby Yoda. Do you have oh. Do you have another question for for Nolan? Because that was a pretty quick question. I do have a question for you. Oh, for for me? SEG. Oh, okay. What what what's the question for me? Stop. Blowing the stuff out of stop! Don't make people's ears bleed. Thanks, Baby Yoda. Look, you know, Baby Yoda, the music stream is still something I'm trying to get a handle on. There's a lot that goes into it, and there's a lot to manage. Okay, I have there's a lot to remember, I, and sometimes I forget to turn the volume down before I start hitting the air horn. Okay. And a, a prime example is that I almost did that. Oh, baby Yoda, look at this. Can you see that? <laughs> what do you think of that? What do you think of that? Anyways, baby, uh, uh, Nolan, do you have a question for our dear baby Yoda? Hmm. So many questions for, for baby Yoda. Um, Looks great. That's great. (laughs) That's great. Baby Yoda, do you prefer your frogs live or in the egg? Ooh. Do you prefer your frogs live or in the egg? Hmm. 
I prefer my frogs alive. Well, and, actually dead. Oh. I don't want to eat. I don't want to eat a live frog. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Well, there you go. He he doesn't want to eat a live frog, and and I don't either. I don't either. Do you remember that Bear Grylls uh, episode, Baby Yoda, where he he's in that um, he's in that uh, what is that? He's in some like cave or something, and he just picks up a big bullfrog and just bites it in half and starts chewing. Do you remember that episode? Great. All right. Baby Yoda, everybody. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Baby Yoda. That was great. Anyways, uh, Baby Yoda had to go. It was uh, it was just time for Baby Yoda to take off. There you go. Moving Dutchman. I hope that was long enough. Baby Yoda kind of ended it on his own accord. So I was trying to keep Moving Dutchman demands a long Baby Yoda interview. So I, I try to give them what they want uh but i can't help what baby yoda yeah baby yoda's trying to come back but baby yoda's done thank you baby yoda we appreciate you we're done now <laughs> <laughs> so what are like certain aspects is there specific aspects of your job your day job that you do take into an interview setting with a musician or or with someone else he has more don't cut off baby yoda you know what i asked the next question maybe we'll bring back baby yoda i don't know <laughs> Next question has been asked. So go ahead. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I try to make the guests comfortable. It's yeah. it's such a weird world where we're online, right. we're on Zoom, but I feel now a little bit more than a year into it, people are feeling comfortable enough that right. this isn't weird for them anymore. Um, I, I guess it's always going to be a little bit weird, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's trying to just make people comfortable off off the hop. Some of the best conversations I've had have actually come after we've done the recording. So we turn. Isn't off that the some bullshit? I'm just like, oh. where was this person? <laughs> <laughs> it's been good though, because then I get to learn about people. I've made some great friends yeah. um, doing this, and and people that we stay in contact with, and it always leads to kind of mutual. Um, benefit you know promoting their material they'll promote you that sort of stuff but it's just the those connections in that network that we make so besides the interviewing stuff it's just making people comfortable and and getting a genuine connection which is something i do in my job i mean i always yeah. have to kind of make connections with people and find out how they work and i bring that back to the to the podcast yeah yeah, that, that's that's my goal too. Is like, can we make these people? What sucks is that I'm a very anxious person, and before a show, it's like for whatever reason, I'm so, I'm just so jacked up that I come off as like, I feel like I come off as a lunatic. I'm like, okay, well, this is what's gonna happen. We're gonna go live, and then I'm gonna come in, and then around three or five, I'm gonna come back, and you're gonna be on there, and then it's like, okay, bye, and, and like that's how it feels. I don't know if that's what it came off as. I'm getting better. But then, like, once the show is on, I feel like I just go into a mode. Like, there's just, like, a, 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 fl a, a switch flips and or, or at least it gradually flips into a comfort, a comfortable space, however comfortable you can be in this position, which is never really that comfortable. My hands are sweating like crazy. But still, it, it, it's just one of those things where it's like, 
I feel like at the beginning of the show, I'm talking to these people and they're just like, who is this person who just threw all this energy at me? <laughs> you know, and then now I have to talk to them. And then it, and then I come on and then we have like a pretty decent conversation most of the time. I, it I thought, probably worked out well because we had already had, you know, two yes. hours on my podcast. So I knew what to expect. But right. Yeah. And um, today, well, yeah, exactly. I was like very much prepared like oh i'm, I'm okay we're gonna do, I, I know nolan we're basically <laughs> friends now so it's, yeah exactly we're basically family so it's like we're, it's all gonna be good but i'm sorry go to salad galley together yeah definitely i would take you to salad galley. you come down here i'll show you a good time at salad galley buddy <laughs> but you were saying yeah, so, i always get I, I get anxious before mm-hmm. uh interviews because i always have this like oh they're gonna cancel they're not gonna show up oh they're gonna reschedule <laughs> So I'm like messaging beforehand, send them an email like, hey, we still good, whatever yeah. it might be. Before your interview, I, I mentioned I was got dragged running around the countryside delivering bacon of all things. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to be late. Like yeah. I've got mic set up. Like I need, I need to make this happen. Um, but then, yeah, we get on there and it's like totally chill. And um, so far I haven't talked to any duds yet, but I'm sure it's, it's to come. Like they say, you know, don't meet your idols. So I'm sure as a... Uh, uh, I start interviewing some some of those folks. I might be like, oh, they kind of suck. Well, and you know the thing about those people are is it's, it's kind of a fun challenge to pull out the good stuff because I've definitely had a few people that turn out to be really good interviews because even though that they're like trying to give you the yes and no or like speed through their life, you know, like, and then I'm here now. Okay. So it's like, I, I start playing drums at 10 and then I, uh, now I went to college and now here I am. And it's like, wait, well, oh, hold on now. <laughs> you just, you just ran through your whole career in two sentences. Well, let's try to figure this shit out. Uh, but sometimes it can be fun and, and kind of a challenge to pull, you know, really, you know, basically good content out of this person's head. And uh, I, I like I got to say, like some of the most boring people I've talked to have. But there's only been one that sticks out in my head that where it was just absolutely the worst. Like it was this dude who was a pro skating um film. He was a videographer for pro skaters, like like top of the top. And and he also did like this modular thing. It's a festival that he puts on. And. I swear to God, it was just an hour of just the most boring thing. And I was like, you've lived an incredible life. Are you serious? Like, I know skaters. I know what kind of people they are. And you're hanging around skaters and you're this boring? How is that even possible? How is that possible? Some people are just boring as fuck. Can't be helped. I agree. And that's just how it is. And and that's fine. You just don't have a place here sometimes. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I just, it's just whatever. Okay. Uh, okay, so Reyna has redeemed another baby Yoda. We're going to make it one baby Yoda per show, but that hasn't coming happened back. Yet. He's coming back. So baby Yoda, I'm summoning baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. Oh, I threw him. Hold on. I'll be right back. <laughs> baby Yoda. Can you hear me, baby Yoda? Yeah. Oh, you're back. What happened last time? What happened? You you left so soon. I just we moved on. Sorry, my uh, my ship got a little permanent. Oh, well, gotcha. Well, the why? Well, the internet it kind of broke up. Yeah, you're on the phone. So 
what 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 did you have to say that was so important that you uh, had to have uh, our mod redeem another Baby Yoda interview? Kind of like that because because huh? oh my ship kind of got like the Wi-Fi had a little oh it had a glitch in the Wi-Fi on on, on the Mandalorian. Yeah, my my connection was not so good. That's okay. What was your question for Nolan? You said you had another question. I had a question for you, WSET. Oh, okay. All right, go ahead. Why are you having your ear? Why are you having everyone's ears blow, blow out and bleed? Yeah, Baby Yoda, you just asked this question and I answered it. I couldn't really hear you. Remember my Wi-Fi stuff. <sighs> LOL. Fucking Yoda. Exactly. Listen, it's because there's a lot to manage in those big music streams. Uh, I, I, I'm, not only am I managing all of my equipment, but I'm managing three other grown babies' equipment. And every time I'm trying to talk to the chat, they're like, blah, 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 blah. So I have to mute them. I have to watch my volumes. I have to watch their volumes. I have to watch chat. I have to make sure there's no frames dropping. I have to make sure that I'm watching for the request coming in. I have to, I have a lot to do. And so, yes, I, I made a couple mistakes and blew people's ears out and made them bleed. Sorry, Bonnie. Uh, and everybody else who was here last night. Well, it happened two days in a row. Listen, what, is this all you want to do, Baby Yoda, is come on here and berate me on my own show? Yeah, and when, and when I came down to Earth, my, my Yoda mom got me some buffalo wild wings. She got me a rat. A chicken rat. Uh, okay. Is that it, Baby Yoda? Is that all you wanted to say? Is that all you had to say? Yep. Okay, Baby Yoda, everybody, give him a give him, give him a round of applause! Yay! Hey, all right, Baby Yoda, thank you so much for coming back on and uh, berating me in front of my guests and chat, and uh, thank you for that. So it's I'll, a little funny. It it was a little funny. It was. <laughs> thank you for the woo random stick. All right, baby Yoda. All right, I'll see you later. Bye. Get the fuck out of here. All right. All right. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I love you, baby Yoda. You're the best. Anyways, um, uh, you mentioned burnout as is like a way that you know some sometimes people will that you're working for you will just sort of never take breaks and stuff. I was just. I don't know. I, I was talking about it. I was on someone else's podcast where they were talking about burnout and what it looks like. And, and it, it was just a whole podcast about burnout and how to sort of overcome it. And it was actually a really good conversation. But uh, I was just curious, what, what does burnout look like for you? Like, do you get to that position? Have you ever been in that position? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm currently in it. It's, uh... <laughs> He's like, right now, <laughs> motherfucker, you're looking at it. Right now. This is what burnout looks like. Um I think for everybody, it's a little bit different. And I think some people, they'll work harder and they'll do more and they won't admit to themselves what that, that they're even burning out or they don't know what that burnout is. Right. Um, 
I think the last year has been hard on all of us, regardless of what your situation has been. Um, I'm fortunate to, to have a good job. Um, my wife has a good job. My kids are healthy. They're in school. Um, there shouldn't be anything about the last year besides, you know, obviously the looming uh, virus uh, mm. disease all around us that makes it bad. But I think there's just... This is the first time in, in, in my history where it's been like, you have to stay at home. You can't go do the things that you love. You can't go and eat movie theater popcorn in a movie and, and you watch Godzilla versus Kong. <laughs> um, those things all really suck. Mm. Um, couple that with your office is your gym, is your <laughs> hobby room, is sometimes your bedroom, is your podcast studio. Uh, and it's just like... Groundhog Day, man. Like you feel like Bill Murray and every day is exactly the same and uh, you're waking up to the same Sonny and Cher song or whatever <laughs> it might be. Like it just feels the same. Um, and then we're in Canada, so you get into the winter months uh, or spring months and it's cold and it's snowy and you can't go out and you're kind of stuck at home. So there's a lot of things that lead to that burnout. Um, I think people are a little bit more aware of it now. Just mm. mental health in general is one of those things that has been maybe destigmatized a little bit. Yeah. I'm hoping. Yeah, um, I think people so. talk about it more. Yeah. There's safe spaces. You make a safe space for that. Twitch in general, um, on on the streams I enjoy, seems like a pretty safe space to talk about it. Mm. Um, Media is talking about it a little bit more, but there's still that notion of taboo to to admit like I am at my peak threshold of of stress or anxiety or you know. I just, I don't want to get out of bed today. I can't do another Excel spreadsheet. I can't have another interview um, because my brain is just foggy. Um, and it's still taboo. It's hard to, to mention that to your boss. It's hard to mention that to your coworkers. It's hard to mention that to your family. But honestly, once you admit that to yourself and, and can start talking about it, you can start to get better. Um, you can start to manage it, start to get on the right track, you know, talk to a therapist, whatever it might be. Uh, I know that goes a little beyond, beyond the bounds of like, well, what does burnout look like? But no, um, that it all it, helps it, that it, it all contributes yeah. to it. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's one, it's one big thing. And, and I think if we can realize when a friend's having trouble, when a, a coworker's having trouble, when a family member's having trouble and just say, Hey, like I'm here, if you want to chat, um, if you want to sit in a room and, and, you know, stare at a blank screen and say nothing, I'm here for that, whatever it might be. I think we all need, we all need that in our lives. And, and sometimes you just need to get in the fetal position and cry under a blanket. That can feel really good too. Yeah. Yeah, totally. No, yeah, I, I agree, man. Like, uh, mental health has become, and, and I, I have to give it up to the younger generations who are really embracing it. I think I think that we're embracing it. I, I don't like the fact that we're embracing it to the point of censoring ourselves, but I do like that we are embracing it in the sense that we're not just, you know, we're not robots. We're not, you know, we are we are finite. We're not, you know, like like this idea that you can just work fucking 14, 17 hours a day forever and. It, you know, and especially here in America, that 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 kind of mentality of like you're about hard work and you gotta work until you're dead. And it's like, what are you talking about? It's not nonsense. 
which there's nothing wrong with being a hard worker, but there is something wrong with working so hard that you kill yourself and you ignore your family and you just fucking, you know, like, this is the only thing that matters to me. Uh, seems rather selfish, but it's... Uh, but but it is like this thing that uh, that that I feel like the younger generation is sort of embracing and promoting a lot. And I, I talk to a lot of young like you know young musicians and stuff, and they're all they're all talking about you know their feelings and shit. And it's like I remember when I was when I was in high school, if someone started talking like that, we'd you know we'd call them the f word, not 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 fuck. Uh, the other F word that I, I won't say, obviously, and which I don't want to say, but I have said when I was younger, I, I come from a different generation, which <laughs> sounds so boomer, but like in high school, we would just call our friends the F word and tell them to shut up. And it's like, well, no wonder we, we ended up like this. You know, we, <laughs> I ended up like a, a, a mess. Like we're all over here fucking telling each other, shut up our feelings and, and it's ingrained into us. And in fact, our culture promotes it as being strong is, is, as, 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 you know, it, you're strong if you just shoulder your burden and move on, which you do need to shoulder a, a, a your burden, but like you, you do need to let that out as well. Like you can't just live under the fact that, I was, I, you know, I was, I was, you know, I was beaten as a child, so for the rest of my life, I'm that victim now, but, like, but you can, you know, you have to, like, process that and get past that to, to heal and grow, grow, but it's, like, I feel like some people live in that mentality and that, in that victimhood forever, and it's, like, look, I, 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 I had a fucked up childhood myself, and, Everybody has a fucked up childhood. Everybody has problems, and and let's talk about it. Let's get it out. But let's 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 figure it out to a point where it's not controlling your life, and 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 it's 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 like your identity. You know what I mean? My identity is that I was like beaten as a child. Like that just that's why. You know, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. And I know that's an extreme uh, example, but you know there are people who are living their lives like that and it's just like i don't know how you can relive that forever and not like process it because it just seems like you're just you're just using it to i don't know i, I what what it, what's the purpose you want attention because of that like what what is the purpose of that but um i don't know it, it's just we do need to get that shit out. It does need to come out, and 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 I do respect the younger generations for embracing this and and sort of making it into the mainstream, and even in the culture of music and stuff, you hear these young rappers talking about their feelings and shit. You know, it's like when we were coming up, it was all about fucking, it's like making money, slapping hoes, fuck it, you know, fucking bitches, you know, like like fucking shooting motherfuckers, killing cops. It's like. <laughs> and 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 again, these are just people speaking the truth and speaking about what they came from and what they know. So it's not like it's wrong or we should silence them or 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 that it should have never been released. But it but it is just a different way of looking at things, and we sort of evolved, you know, past that. And there's still our gangster rapper genres and stuff. We we still love our gangster rappers, but still it's like that is not what the mainstream rap is now. And if you just look at it musically it by the culture, we sort of moved way past that and we're on to like 
you know, feelings, taking fizz, fogging, you know, <laughs> all the good stuff that kids are into these days. But I don't know, man. It, it, it is a burnout is a, I, I think burnout definitely relates to mental health and, and how, you know, how you process it and how you process your work, how you process your life, how you process your relationships and shit. It's just, you have to, you have to have a good perspective on it or else you'll end up doing that. During the beginning part of the pandemic, and when all our gigs were canceled, I immediately just turned inward and 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 started working on the podcast. Louie, what's up, baby? Good to see you, brother. Uh, I, I just started working on the podcast so much. I was building out my website. I was building out, you know, start getting ready for Twitch and stuff. And it, it just, it, I was so involved in that, that, that my family was like, yo, you should like spend time with us. And, you know, we're going through shit too, bro. And and I and it's just a habit now that I've sort of have to fight against. Even it's like this this need to keep creating, this need to get work done, this need to fucking keep going and produce and go go go. It persists so hard um, now more than ever, and I actually have to come to this point where I have to like stop myself. I, like at the end of the night, I'll put my phone on the other side of the room. I shut the laptop. I, it's like. Every all my attention should be on what my family's doing, and that's the only way. And like otherwise, I'm not sleeping. Uh, I'm depressed. Uh, I'm erratic. It, it's madness. It's madness if I just keep going on this thing. So uh, I don't know. Like for you, burnout is just not. I don't know. Like what, I know I asked you what it what it looks like for you, but and you were sort of saying that I'm bummed out. I can't go to the movies, but like. For me, burnout is like fucking like it, it's madness. So, I guess on a mental health aspect, what is it for you? What does it look like? A lot of that. Um, there's this like sick notion when you're working from home and over this last year that like, well, what else are you gonna do? Where else are you gonna be? Right, right. I'm gonna shoot you an email at 11:30. You should probably send me a response right away. And that's <laughs> that's messed up. Um, but speaking about like that creative side, like there, because I love it so much and because that's what I want to do, I will find myself, I'll just go for hours, you know, putting together production elements, you know, editing an interview, editing music, um, doing all of these different things. And, and, you know, when the, the kids are home, it's like, well, let's, let's put down what we're doing and go do something fun and, and try and get out. And, um, I have this habit of taking on a lot and <laughs> trying to balance all the plates at once. <laughs> they will fall at some point. And, and I've had a few fall over the last year where it's just like, I can't do that anymore. I stepped back from my full-time gig on the radio station because it was just nine hours every weekend. So I'd work all week. I'd have the podcast in the evenings. Then Thursday, Friday night, I'd need to start getting my Saturday show ready. Saturday, I start getting my Sunday show done. Sometimes that carries into Sunday where I'm like hours before the show and tracking stuff. And, um, it was just, it was getting to be too much. And, and my energy was better spent on the podcast. And then I had time to to see my family. So you start to feel it. My sleep has never been great. I think we talked about that before. Mm -hmm. It's certainly gotten worse as the months roll on with more of the same. So mm -hmm. trying to figure that out right now. And 
the electronics and, 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 and trying to stay on top of like this busy schedule and this busy production stuff, they will eat into that and, and keep you awake. And you're thinking about, oh, my guest interview tomorrow, I need to go do this laundry list of things about that. When really it's all going to kind of work out. This is becoming, you know, second nature. So I don't need to be, I don't want to say I don't need to be as prepared because that sounds like, oh, I don't care about this as much, but <laughs> it's like, you know what you're doing. You got this. You don't have to freak out about it. And it, it helps you maybe rest a little bit easier. And, and it's tough though, man, like balancing all that stuff, being at home, being around family as often, like you'll love them. But at times you just want to be like, where is my quiet space? How do I get away from, from all the noise and the slamming and the toys dropping and the screaming and the fighting? And it's like, I can't even go just to like hang out the, at the movies by myself. Right. Cause I would do that. <laughs> so I'm just going to go watch a movie guys. You have fun yeah. here. No, I don't it, even care what it is. Bro, you don't have to tell me about that. It's like, I have the fun position to be with somebody who really, who really wants you to be close to them all the time, which is a very lovely thing. I, I think it's a very beautiful thing. It's like all this person wants is your time, and I think that's great. And so any time that I put a distance between that, it it just turns. Everything turns real ugly. It's like if if they're doing like – because she does the homeschooling, the majority of the homeschooling now. So like if they're working – and I'm trying to work and it's just too much. I'll get up and try to go and they'll be like, where are you going? Why are you leaving? What do you have to do that's so important that you have to abandon your family? So <laughs> like I'm that person who's never going to have an office. I'm not allowed to have like an office outside of the house. And stuff. So uh, it's, it's a very lovely thing. To it, it's a lovely quality in someone to just want to be with you and spend time with you all the time, and that's great. But then it's like, man, I just have to get some shit done. Like, I love you still. I think you're great. You sound, you make me sound crazy. <laughs> well, my dear, <laughs> I'm not calling you crazy, but you definitely, definitely got a lock on these balls. All right, so <laughs> it's all good. I love you. I love you. You're the greatest. Uh, but sometimes it, it's it's just a it's just a it's just a little too much because I am just easily distracted ADHD shit going on and 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 it's already hard enough for me to stay on task. How are you with task and like getting stuff done? Like, are you one of those people who you do one thing at a time and you get one thing you get done with this thing and you prioritize what needs to get done first? You get one thing done, then you move on to the next, next, next until you're done. Or are you one of those people who are like, oh, I gotta send this email? Oh wait, I gotta do this first. Oh, let me do this real quick. Let me respond to this person real quick. Okay, hold on. Let me do this. Oh shit, that's funny. That's a funny meme. Look, it's a funny meme. Yeah. That's really funny. Okay, what was I doing? Shit, what was I doing? Oh, I gotta send that email to no one. Okay. Hold on. Wait. Fuck. So, uh, which one are you? Are you the the asshole who doesn't get anything done? Or are you the the guy who gets everything done? You know, I need to practice what I preach a little bit more because I always, always talk to my people about like do like minded tasks together. If you've got a whole bunch of invoicing that you need to do, mm. do them all at once. Get your emails done between you know eight and nine. Um, don't check it again until, you know, one o'clock, something like that. Right. So I'm always great at suggesting how people should structure their lives. Not great at following my own <laughs> advice. Um, 
lists are good. Um, I had somebody kind of express to me how they put things together and they talked about like the tactile nature of having that notepad, mm. putting your item on there as something to achieve. You put it on there, you cross it off when it's done. You get that moment of like, I feel fulfilled. I did it. Um, I'm not so great at that. I don't let anything fall by the wayside. I get everything done. I am a chronic procrastinator and <laughs> will do it at the very last moment. And it will be as good, probably even better than if I got it done weeks in advance, just because that like pressure makes it mm -hmm. so that I can, I can get it done. Um, I've got a lot of anxiety and that anxiety over the years has worked out in my favor more than it hasn't. Um, and I say that because it, it, it sort of gets me into that panic mode where I just get super productive. Um, you know, you start cleaning a counter on a Saturday and all of a sudden you've spent four hours cleaning the house top to bottom because you're like, well, I can't just start here. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. Um, so that's, that's kind of how I operate. I, I don't really lose track of stuff. I don't really let anything slip by the wayside. If I think of it, I'll do it. Um, when I'm making a podcast, so I usually do it in, in two chunks. So I do my first half. I've got a bit of a break. I do my second half. While I'm waiting for the first half to mix, I'll usually jump into the second half, start editing that. Then I'll go back and I'll grab this. But then you realize like I've done 20 different, you know, activities and I've spent four hours and I've also looked up 12 different memes because my phone will be right there. And I'm like, well, I'm waiting, I'm scrolling and that sort of thing. So it's like, I could make a better use of my time. If I kind of had that like rigid list of here's all the things that need to happen mm -hmm. every time you come to this activity. Um, but I don't follow my own advice. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm the same way, man. But, but I have gotten better at lists. Like lists have like been so important for me. And it's like, it's like one of those things that my wife was like, you should write this shit down. And I'm just like, whatever, I got it right here, baby, right here. Uh, it's right here, right, right here. You know, this is like you fucking idiot. It's not anywhere. Uh, it goes right out into the ether. As soon as it goes in, it's right out. Uh, so I, uh, yeah, my notebook, my wife even made me a journal because she loves me and she just wants to spend time with me. And I am very grateful for that. And so, like, I just, I mean, but if you look at this, if you looked at my journal, it's literally just, it looks like it's rants from a madman. Just, like, just <laughs> incomplete sentences, scribble, 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 white people, scribble, 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 like, Sally Galley, scribble, 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 like, are you a good boss? You know, like, what, <laughs> like, if someone was trying to, like, look at this and... And try to understand it and like, well, I just need a bigger picture of who Mike E.P. is. They'd be like, what in the fuck is this? I have been duped. Uh, I don't know why I even cared about what this person had to say. But, uh, yeah, the, the stick it to your own advice. That's tough, man, because... You, you got all the, the quick one-liners for everybody, but it's just like when you're in the middle of it yourself, you're just like, uh and we're just all human. That's it. You know, we can't all be Jocko Willinick. You know, it's like up at four in the morning doing fucking deadlifts. It's like, it's okay, bro. It's, like, it's not that serious. Uh, but, but, but it is the some people. So whatever. Um, so I, um, I got, uh, hold on. 
I was wondering what what do you put into your, like how because you were saying that you get ready for your radio shows. Are you broadcasting currently? I can't remember. No, I've taken a step back. Last weekend was my last oh. regular shift, so I'm doing fill-ins mm. um, on the radio station. But it's been kind of nice to have a bit of a break from yeah, that. So what what is it that goes into a show like for the ra- for for your particular radio show? Yeah. Um, that one was my Sunday show was the one that I, I put a lot more effort into. Um, there, of course, you want to stay on top of current events, what the artists are up to. Our, our our format changed quite a bit. You know, what started off as a, as a classic rock station really evolved into a lot more new hits and stuff I had never heard of in my life. So all of a sudden, you have to find out things about these bands and these artists that you wouldn't hear in you know, my YouTube playlist, it's not going to come up. Um, and sometimes you find something that you're like, oh, that's actually pretty good. I enjoy that. Um, so doing research on that, I used to do, or I, I do a segment uh, called Tales from Around the Web. So I love to just find the wackiest news stories from the week mm-hmm. uh, and present that back, a um, little bit Jimmy Fallon style. Mm-hmm. Um, so I usually do a couple of those. And then one thing I love doing on that particular station, and because it was an online radio station, there's a lot more freedom. That was tightening up quite a bit, but I was doing um, an hour of hard rock and an hour of punk rock. Um, of course, whatever was approved on the station, I didn't have a whole lot of freedom to, you know, here's DOA, can't do that. <laughs> uh, but it's like, oh, well, they've got the Ramones in there, and maybe there's a, an older Green Day song or something. So you could do that kind of stuff. Um, and then it was just getting it voiced and tracked because we do that ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, the magic of radio, uh, it's not always done live. There are some that do it live and the opportunity was there, but getting it done beforehand meant that you didn't have to sit in one spot for four hours and track a show. It meant you could track your four hour show in an hour and a half yeah. um, to get it done along with some research. So there is there is some prep work. I would say there's a lot more work that goes into the podcast um, just in terms of like that that artist research, finding out about them. And I'm like you, if, if the artist has a huge online presence, I'm just jumping for joy. I'm like, Oh good. There's music videos, there's songs, there's, um, you know, other reports and, and, and articles about the artist. There's pictures. Sometimes finding pictures of an artist to put on your cover is pulling teeth. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And that's why I don't ask. Well, I asked (laughs) you, but that's only because we had a rapport when, when I, when I reach out to people, uh, I'm just like, here's the minimum amount of information, um, and, and here's the flyer that I just took from your Facebook. Yep. <laughs> and, it, and it, like, no one's ever been like, I did have one person be like, can you change the picture? And that's okay. It's like I went on your fucking Facebook without your knowledge or anything, permission, no permissions, nothing, and grab it. So if you want me to change the picture, that's completely fair. I understand. You got a certain look that you want to be represented as, and I get it. So it's fine. But for the most part, I don't give people the opportunity to, to like, like I don't ask people, who, what don't you want to talk about? And I don't, I don't care. I don't care what you don't want to talk about. If you don't want to talk about it, you won't talk about it. It's like all these things that people do when I hear them say, it's like, oh, I give them, you know, what, what topics do you not want to do? May I have a picture? And what I, I find is, is that the more you communicate with your guests, like the more emails you're sending, the more times you're bothering them for something, the least likely they are to respond. 
on. So like if you can get it all in on an email and have the least amount of back and forth as possible, unless they want to do the back and forth. But most of the time when I'm reaching out to people, I just assume that they're busy as fuck like me. I'm busy as fuck. I got shit to do. And 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 to look up, you know, to for them to have to go and do all this stuff, I just feel like it's kind of a big ask. Yeah, R.I.P. Joey didn't acknowledge the 15th. He mentioned the Ramones. Yeah. Joey Ramone. Um, Pete Davidson's going to be playing him in a movie. Oh, well, there you go. That's fun. There you go. That, that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, th- so you were saying that you kind of have these, you're kind of restricted in your options for the radio station. And, and so you just have a song list you can start to pick from. Is that yeah, I mean, is? generally it'll schedule your music for you. Um, so when you go into it, wait, wait, they'll, wait, wait, they'll schedule the music for you, so you don't even have yeah. a say on what it is. You don't get a ton of input from the onset, but that doesn't mean that you can't go in there and start picking out stuff. Mm. Uh, I've got certain artists that are like no go on my show. <laughs> I let down my guard a little bit and, and played a little bit of that and let it roll, yeah. but there was. Certain artists that I just, I was like, eh, no, nah. I'm good. Um, <laughs> so I picked them out of there right away. Uh, and then I, whatever was in the list, like there was a pretty extensive library. You could add stuff in, but the automation system, it schedules all your, your traffic for you. Mm. Um, I, I think a lot of, you know, terrestrial radio stations, they've got a traffic director in there and, and, um, somebody who's involved with, with creating that music for you. But a lot of times you just leave it to the system. It'll put stuff in. You've got requirements like in Canada, we've got CanCom requirements. So the artist has to meet, I think, three of the four requirements to be considered Canadian content. Um, so when you listen to the radio up here, it's a shit ton of Nickelback. Um, mostly because stations are like, we don't have enough Canadian music. <laughs> it's like Nickelback kind of and Rush. <laughs> yeah, you got Nickelback and Rush. I will take Rush any day over anything. Uh, <laughs> Nickelback is like my no go. I don't. I don't. I didn't play it on my show. Uh, you got the Bare Naked Ladies and and you know Alanis Morissette and stuff like that. But there's I love Alanis, stuff. but Bare Naked Ladies can go eat shit. <laughs> Where are you in Canada? Bonnie wants to know. I am uh, close to Calgary in Alberta. There you go. Maybe. West Coast. Alanis, yes. Alanis. <laughs> West Coast, but I'm 12 hours away from the ocean. So. West Coast, bitch. <laughs> West Coast. <laughs> uh. <laughs> that was the most Canadian West Coast I've ever heard. <laughs> West Coast. <laughs> I don't West, hear... <laughs> West Coast, eh? <laughs> West Coast, motherfucker. <laughs> hey, that was tight. That was good. Uh, what's uh, what is that? Okay, so probably not the Nolan I once slept with. No, well, maybe. <laughs> who knows? Uh, I think people who have done interviews are nervous because people try to troll them sometimes. So if they're they've never watched, they feel cautious until they sell it. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that, especially when you when you're talking about like higher. Like once you get up in the echelon of talking, like uh, of like players and musicians, and 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 the more famous I'm saying that people are, the more guarded they tend to be, and that's because they're used to getting side blinded by by assholes. And it's like I feel like you can, I don't feel like I feel like side blinding is a cheap shot, but I feel like you can get to that same place without just being like. So why did you touch her there? You know, like there's ways to sort of finesse a situation to where um, 
you might be able to get something out of them. But most people who've been through the 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 ins and outs of the industry are like very aware of of what you're saying to them and how they're going to answer. And they already have it in their head what they're going to say and not going to say. I think a really good book that I really love, it's by Neil. He wrote the Marilyn Manson book. He wrote the, the Motley Crue book. He helped write it. Um, what's his name? He wrote for Rolling Stone. Neil, uh, it's, uh, not Neil Gaiman. Is it Neil Gaiman? Is it, is that who it is? Not Neil Pert. It's not Neil Pert. Um, it's not Neil Gaiman. No, it's Neil, what is it? Gosh darn it. Um, hold on. Give me a second. I'm looking this up now. Bonnie says Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Harris. No, it's not NPH. Get out of here. (laughs) Um. Neil Diamond. Yeah, keep them coming, guys. <laughs> keep, keep, <laughs> it's all very helpful. Yeah, you guys are very helpful for me. I, I, this is very great. Uh, Neil Strauss. Okay. He also uh, wrote a book called, oh, my God, what is it? It was about dating back. And what's Okay, now that I know his name, I'm sorry, everybody. I'm doing research while fucking doing this. But he did a book on dating. What is it called? Um, it's, it's, it's pretty good book. It's, um, noble works. Uh, 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 so he did, he did long road out of hell with Marilyn Manson, dirty money, the Motley Crue book, uh, how to make love like a porn star, (laughs) Jenna Jameson book. It's called the game. It's called penetrating the secret society of a pickup artist. And what's really interesting about this is that he got really involved in in, in the pickup artistry artist work. My friend dated him for a while. Oh, sweet. That's dope. I'm a bit more alt. Leonard Cohen inspires a whole group of awesome Canadian musicians. Not everyone's taste, but I love the Wainwrights. Hmm. Uh, I've heard of the Wainwrights, but I'm not familiar with it. Leonard Cohen is a fucking genius. Uh, he's such a creeper. Yeah, you know what? He is kind of a creeper um, because in... He so what he did was he learned from these these dating artists who would go out and there's this there's like different methods of of sort of it's it's kind of a fucked up thing now and it's probably now looked at as like just horrible thing to do but there's like different um, different ways of hitting on women and one of the ways was like negging and so what that would be would be like to diminish their looks in any way you can without insulting them too much but it's sort of to bring down their you know bring them down there was just different methods that people were finding and this was huge back in like I think the early 2000s uh, in Los Angeles he was doing this and um, they were they were going around saying like all the same pickup lines and they were running around the country putting on seminars on how to pick girls up, pick up women. And it, and it all involved like really fucked up things. I mean, not nothing like, like so fucked up, not like, you know, inappropriate touch or anything like that. But it was all about, it was all about being deceitful and it was all about just trying to get laid. And, you know, if you're a dude who wants to just get laid, I guess, whatever, do your thing, uh, just do it respectfully and, and, you know, try to find like-minded people. Uh, it's just, it's just that, uh, I don't know. It, 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 wh- why I brought that up in the first place, sorry. The reason I brought this up was because he talks about, he's a great interviewer as well. So he's interviewed Britney Spears. 
Spears, who is notably notoriously a very hard interview because obviously it's Britney fucking Spears. She's had a lot of things going on in her life. And I mean, I love actually what's happening, what's happening with Britney right now. Um, you know, this whole free Britney thing is, is amazing. And uh, I hope she does. I think she did get her freedom. She actually did get her freedom. Uh, but in any case, he went into this interview with Britney Spears and she clammed up. She wasn't saying nothing. And he was trying to get information out of her. So he decided, fuck it. I'm going to start putting on some moves that I would use in dating. And he started like nagging her. He went through the whole process. And he ended up getting this super in-depth Rolling Stones interview that's still like a, you know, like a a, a staple in, in, the, in the Britney lore, you know. So it's like... Uh, there was just different aspects of of his interviewing that he they took from this, and I used to do some of that too, not nagging or anything like that. But I used to I I was like, wow, these are really cool questions. These are really cool ways to get to know people, and to sort of get them to open up. and And that was really what it was about. It was like you know, him fucking getting people to open up and, and women to open up, you know, like that was the whole thing. It was like, how do I get these women to sleep with me? He's this bald, scrawny dude. He's not the most attractive human being in the world. And, and, and he was, he, you know, he was slaying and good or bad for, for better or worse, whatever. Yeah. Open up their legs. Exactly. Leave Brittany alone. Exactly. Leave Brittany alone. Um, but 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 he he was able to get a really uh, interesting uh, interview out of her just by using some of these techniques, and I just I think that's uh, I love that I love that aspect of of interviewing is like you can just sort of pull from all these different experiences and different methods and sort of use it as a tool belt and a toolbox, and 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 you can sort of use it for whatever thing you need to do and for whatever kind of person you need to talk to it is i forgot how we got here how do we get here <laughs> how do we fucking get here i'm normally good at staying on top of your rants but that one i might have lost um thank you <laughs> thank you i'm glad that i was able to talk us out of fucking our our nolan thank you so much for being here i i really appreciate you taking the time i know things kind of went on a little longer than what we had mentioned but thank you for sticking with us and, and hanging out with us uh how thanks can for having me of course how can people find you how can people find your podcast uh, when can people see pictures and videos of you jamming out as a kid when when is all this happening <laughs> uh so you can follow us uh i've got the link tree you guys posted it so that's awesome uh link you'll find that in the show night i'm sorry Applelid. Yeah, look, nope, say, all good. give me a second. You'll find that in the show notes as well. And please say your link tree again. I unplugged myself. Good, good. Have I returned or I lost? You that? are, you're here. You're here. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Nolan, Nolan. Well, I can kind of hear you. Oh, okay. I screwed up my headphones. Nice. Hey, there we go. hey, there I am. A little bit. Okay, so go ahead and say your link tree again for the people listening. <laughs> so it's uh, linktr.ee slash epilid, E-P-I-L-I-D. So Facebook's on there, uh, Instagram. I don't do Twitter. I don't do TikTok because <laughs> I don't know how. Um, and then the link to the podcast is on there. 
Basically, anywhere you listen to podcasts, you'll be able to find that. Just search for every podcast I love is dead. We do a new episode every Thursday. Uh, it releases at 6 a.m. my time, so uh, 6 a.m. Mountain Standard, 8 a.m. Eastern. so much nolan i appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your truths with us uh you can find nolan and his podcast every podcast i love is dead in the link in the show notes there's a link tree leak make sure you go and click on that some bitch and go support your boy nolan gunther or gunther i god i feel like an idiot saying it now the more i say it the more dumb i, I feel uh, <laughs> Uh, you could also go find uh, Rain Mystique at RainMystique.com or at twitch.tv slash Rain Mystique. Rain will be streaming four days a week, Monday through Thursday, 8 a.m. to uh, 11 a.m. EST. Go get yourself some Raina. Uh, you, uh, you can find We Speak English on the the Twitch as well. Twitch.tv slash We Speak English. Good. We broadcast Mondays and Fridays. We are getting ready to change our Monday schedule to 3 p.m. Eastern from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. But for now, it's 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Times on Monday and 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Fridays. Uh, we got a big week ahead of us. We got Scott Tournay of Electric Voodoo on Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We got the Graceful Bard on Friday uh, at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We got the live band stream, full band stream. We got drums, keys, guitar, and bass, and singing, and all the good stuff with JT and the Conspiracy. That's Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then to finish out the month of May, on May 30th, 2021 we have the wonderful the talented twitch partner himself calvin thomas music come and get some love over at twitch.tv slash we speak english good um yeah so there you go guys uh go get yourself some fun over at the at the twitch channel we're, we're, we're getting twitchy over here um all right so i think that's about it i i i got a lot to do this week i gotta go help drew fucking move a bunch of lumber into his fucking backyard or something so that's what i gotta do right after i record this shit which truth be told it's not what i want to do but he's my friend and i i don't mind helping him also he's gonna be playing drums this sunday on the stream so It'd be kind of rude of me to be like, fuck you, bro. But I mean, not to say that I'm that type of person is like tit for tat, because I would definitely just go help Drew if he asked. Um, <laughs> he put in there as an incentive. like, Mike, you won't have to pay me on Sunday for, for the stream. <laughs> it's like, dude, you know, why are you even bringing that up? Like, I, I, I'm going to pay you regardless. Like, whether or not you want me to pay you, I'm probably going to just send you money through Venmo because that's just the way it goes. It's like you play a gig, even if it's a low amount of money, you still get some money. And that's that's the deal. That's how it works. And uh, that's how I uh, that's how I run this ship. So, um, yeah, don't help people just in hopes that they'll help you or, or that they'll do something for you. That's just 
it's just not, not it's a sad existence it's like why why trust me if you're out there being good to people if you're out there being a good spirit and helping out when you can it's gonna come back if you're out there being selfish and shitty about everything trust me that comes back as well i don't know what it is it's just built into our uh to our our coding here i guess as humans that uh it's a mystical part of our lives which includes being a good person and uh and and the repercussions that go along with that i mean there's always anomalies right there's always like dick cheney gets to walk around with no pulse and be a rich billionaire making money off the the death and horror of of lots of brown people for 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 resources you know this guy gets to walk around live a life still you know i know his he's done you know that's his but he still is on fox news shit talking he's still someone that people refer to and 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 talk to about things and stuff you know so it's like sometimes really evil people just exist and they keep existing and and that's the anomaly i mean how happy do you think dick cheney is do you think happiness is really a factor in his life do you think that's something that he even cares about or is it the pursuit of power and at any cost i don't know anyways <laughs> how do we end up here god damn it all right guys uh that's enough out of me i again i gotta go so uh be good to your fellow human beings hjs for everybody i will talk to you guys on friday with surreal ramen and uh please do help out the show by going and supporting our our, our sponsors and um and, and such so please go and do that shit all right guys that is enough out of me uh have a great rest of your week i will see you on friday and i love you and i'm watching you not listen to this part of the podcast because most of you have tuned out about a half hour ago so <laughs> it, it's funny too because like the podcast in my opinion it, Sometimes these episodes, it takes like a good hour just to get warmed up. So, which I guess is a problem, right? Like if it takes an hour for you to get warmed up, then who wants to sit through an hour of you trying to get loose? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I, I should probably know more about how this show works, but I guess I don't. I don't know. Okay, that's enough. I got to go. Be good to your fellow human beings. HJs for everybody. I'll see you guys next week or next Friday. Bye. <laughs>